Walking with Jesus, serving with love, and sharing with courage. Welcome to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. Welcome back to the PCOM Daily Prayer Podcast. I'm Pastor Courtney. I'm so excited to be here today, virtually via Zoom, with our own Emily Wood, long-term PCOM member and choir musician and soloist and brilliant, brilliant musician who was away at graduate school, and now she is not. Emily, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well, hanging in there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, we are learning exactly where the walls of our house are, you know? <laughs> we, are, we are learning exactly what our, what our space limitations are these days. But Emily, you were, you, were, you were away, and now you are not away. So tell me, where were you? What were you studying? And what happened? Yes. So I, this, this past fall, I started my Master of Music in Vocal Performance at Baylor, in Waco, Texas. And so I moved up there last August. Um, and so I've been there, you know, pretty much for the past several months, you know, visiting here a couple times, um, during that time. I've spent a number of months up there, um, just getting used to that whole experience, uh, taking classes and, being in the opera program and uh, singing in our chamber choir, taking lessons with my teacher and a lot of coachings and a lot of music geek stuff. So it has been a very wonderful experience, um, exactly what I was looking for in graduate study. Um, and so and that that's has kind definitely... Of a, that's a big deal program. I mean, that's... That's like a that's a heavy lift. So congrats on getting into that program and excelling in that program. I've been watching you on Facebook and all your adventures and misadventures. You had a run in with a scooter, I believe, at a certain point. Yes, my my scooter Roger. Uh, scooter he has is, a name. Yes, his name is Roger. Uh, he is my my dear friend. He is in the trunk of our right now, um, and he has been companion. If I get um choir rehearsal which gets out at 145 to opera rehearsal or a class which starts at two and it's all the way on the other side of campus i can get roger to get me from point a to point b he has been very helpful he has also kind of been a thorn in my side i was overconfident one day and i was riding off to opera rehearsal i turned a corner i was going a little too fast and he just kind of, he dumped me. Um, so I'm still a little bitter about that, to be quite honest. Um, I think it's his fault and not mine. You know, he'll never take responsibility. It's fine. Um, he really so had one then, job and he failed. I mean, so. really, yeah. Just that one job, very simple job, you know. And he just, I kind of feel like he doesn't appreciate me as much as he should. But, you know, that's that's where right now. That's just what we have to accept. And so... We can work yeah. on some counseling, some sort of a counseling right. for you and your right. school. It'll you be a work, process. Work out your issues. So you were, kind of, 
You were living the dream, right? I mean, you're you're doing opera and your vocal performance and, you know, Roger, issues with Roger notwithstanding. You're having this <laughs> incredible, incredible semester that you've worked so hard for, right? To, to get into this yeah. program, to excel at this program. And what happened next? What happened... What happened in March? Yeah, so this this was the thing, the really frustrating thing for me, because this year I have been really excited, learning so much, growing so much, a lot of new opportunities, uh, new experiences. I've been really inspired to, you know, launch my career as a as a young professional and jump that that gap. Um, and I have been in this very like go get a mindset. Uh, making all these plans and things. So a couple weeks ago, when this stuff started, I wasn't really convinced that it was going to be a big deal. And so I just kind of, you know, oh, whatever, you know, it is what it is. They'll, they're just overreacting. But then as it started getting more serious, my honest reaction, it was almost like I was going through these different stages of mourning, you know? And so my next my next stage was just straight up anger. Like I was, I was angry about it um, because I was in this groove of, you know, doing all these classes and, and growing and developing my, my instrument, my skills and getting this great training. And then this kind of brings things to a halt. And so I was very frustrated at this, this bump in the road happening. Um, and then things just kind of spiraled out of control, you know? And so I moved out of my apartment. You know, I got the call from my voice teacher saying Baylor had gone completely online for the rest of the semester. And I made that decision to move. And so I was calling my property manager and packing up things in boxes. And it was just a huge thing. Then a couple days later, the you know, two days later or something like that, my brother flew into Austin and then we started this trek home, driving home. Um, and then, you know, two days later I was home and unpacking and everything and trying to figure out how to do online, uh, my online class, uh, online voice lessons, online coachings with my pianist, which has been very interesting <laughs> with, with lag and, you know, the technical difficulties and stuff like that. And so it's just, it's all happened very quickly. Um, and it has been very jarring. That being said, I have seen a lot of good in this, um, on a personal level, like, my brother coming to Austin to drive with me, that gave us a great chance to catch up really because we haven't really had a chance to do that um, since, gosh, since I graduated high school, I think, because we just, we branched out and started doing our own things. And so this, this did give us the opportunity to spend that time together and to each other who we were, like, who are these people that we live with, you know? Um, that has been really good. Um, it has given me an excuse to reach out to people that I don't normally touch base with regularly. That has been really wonderful. Um, and I think it's, it's given me a lot of perspective because I know the, the mentality that I often find going into the week is sort of this, uh, you know, oh, it's another week, another rehearsal, 
another whatever. And so I go into it just kind of thinking, oh man, I'm, I'm tired. I can't wait to with this kind of a thing. And now I have this, this perspective realizing, you know, how important this stuff is to me and how special it is to go to a rehearsal, go to a class and have that experience. Um, so I think, I think there has been a lot of good that has been coming out of this. It's just not, it was not expected. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thankful that God is, is taking this situation and really lavishing all these blessings in the midst of it. That's such a good word that it's, we're in the midst of such a storm, but there are silver linings. Like there are things that road trip you wouldn't have taken and realizing right. that it's not oh, another rehearsal. It's like, I can't wait to go to a rehearsal, right? Like how great, <laughs> how great would it be? And I think there are some things that translate so well into online learning. My, we have a, you know, my oldest is in first grade and math we can do online. Like math is workable, but a voice lesson, right? Where they need to see you breathe and watch your posture and any lag is just so frustrating. So it's, I mean, I know you all are, I know Baylor's doing their best and you're doing their best, but everything is a little bit trickier than it was. And mm-hmm. we are all looking forward to being back in a room and singing together. I think that's true of every person at PCOM, even if they're just a lip yeah. singer. We have some people in the congregation who <laughs> say, my mouth because I can't sing. We're like, that's fine. Um, so that, that actually, I think, brings up a good, a good point and a good question is how, how does music, how can music help us in this season? I've been really surprised. You know, Daryl and I are doing a lot of the behind the scenes for worship and the tech stuff. And, you know, and then we sit in front of the TV or the computer and, and we're, we're part doing tech support and we're part participating in worship. And I usually can hold it together until someone starts to sing. And you were, you were singing Agnes Day a couple of weeks ago and I'm just sitting in front of my computer, just weeping. And I was like, I did not know all that emotion was in there, but I needed that song. And there's something about music in difficult seasons that ministers to us in a way that words can't. Um, so how, how does mu- how can music help us through? How is it helping you? How can it help our listeners? Yeah. Thanks for making so, me cry also, by the way. So yeah, if you, could work on, <laughs> you know, not singing so beautifully so I could hold it together, I would appreciate it. <laughs> My kids are like, mommy, what is wrong? And I'm like, it's so beautiful. And they're like, then why are you crying? And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> Well, for, for me, as a, as a performing musician, you know, someone pursuing a, a career in this and everything, I am finding that the discipline of music, like practicing and listening, um, has been really helpful for me to get a, a sense of grounding hmm. um, from a professional standpoint. As, as a listener and audience member, I have experienced excited to go onto Facebook and see all these different, um, online resources that, um, you know, musician friends are providing, or maybe it's some ensemble like, or some nerdy music organizations I'm following, you know, they are all posting live streams, they're posting workshops, they're posting concerts and recitals and things. Um, so one ensemble that comes to my mind is uh, Voges 8, which I have become a recent fangirl of hardcore. Um, they actually, Voges 8 actually came to Baylor this month and they sang with 
this chamber choir I'm in. Um, and that was a really cool experience. We got to sing with them and they gave a concert and it was a really special thing. And they are music nerds themselves, very down to earth and very entertaining um, and genuine and passionate about what they do. They are really big into music education and music outreach. And so what they have been doing is they have been um, doing these daily live streams through Facebook or through YouTube. Um, I think you can go onto their website and they have links to them, but they will, will offer these daily um, might be an interview with a composer they've worked with. It might be like a little workshop where people who are listening can actually participate cool. and kind of make music with them. They'll do like little warm ups and exercises, rhythm games, stuff like that. So I've noticed they they're kind of catering to kids as well as to, you know, older folks. Um, so that has been really wonderful. And then, um, you know, Met, I think the Metropolitan Opera, I think, is offering access to their their operas and everything online. So there's there are a lot of resources out there, especially right now, to be have that that uh, live performance experience in a virtual way, which is very exciting. Um, and then for me, just music itself, just the act of, it could be something as simple as just singing some song I've known for years or something. That is kind of a cathartic thing for me. Um, so there, there are a number of different ways that I personally have been able to use music to keep myself grounded and to have that, that cathartic experience. That's a good word. That keeping some of your regular practices and for you that's music for some other folks that might be gardening or you're shooting baskets in your front driveway or, or yeah, whatever it right. is that even when everything is kind of upended to keep some of those habits going that help mm -hmm. ground us and settle us and you know the world might be different than the world was a month ago but you can still sing and and we can still sing <laughs> Yeah. Can you, uh, will you send me some of those resources and we can link to those in the show notes? Cause I know people would love yeah. to link to the Metropolitan Art Opera and link to some of those, those resources. We're learning in our household, what a good tool music is for kids with transitions, right? The kids mm. do not want to sit at the breakfast table, but if I'm singing a song about coming to breakfast, suddenly they're interested. So <laughs> music is magic. It is magic. That's and awesome. I, I hear we have some some wonderful music to look forward to for Easter Sunday. Are you in on that? I I don't know. We haven't gotten to work on that. I just uh, finished recording Gene and Don French is doing the, the sound editing on it for Monday Thursday. Oh, um, so we get to look forward to sooner than Easter Sunday. That's exciting. <laughs> so that was really fun. That was a that was a really cathartic experience for me just to be able to it was really sad showing up to the church and seeing it all empty and the choir loft is empty and everything that was making me real sad but the the fact that I was able to you know make music still and to share it with the congregation is is very special to me and so I'm I'm excited about that I think we have Easter plans in the works but I haven't heard confirmation so Deal. that's TBA 
it's all it's all a moving target right now in this new virtual church world but I'm very excited we'll get to hear you on Monday Thursday I hadn't heard that yet and I will definitely be looking forward to that and that's it's such a gift and it's such a gift to be able to bless people and we are hearing from folks who normally can't make it to the sanctuary on Sunday that are able to view our online worship we're hearing from people across the country and so even in the limitations of this season, there's been a gift in, in reaching people we wouldn't normally reach. And your music has yeah. been a big part of that. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's my pleasure. It brings a lot of joy to me. I get excited when I go on to Facebook or something on Sunday and I see, I, I sing in an Episcopal church in Waco and they are doing these live streams. So I get to tune in to them, even though I'm not there. And then, you know, PCOM is doing their thing. And then, I, you know, my friends who are church music directors, they're hosting their church services. And so that's really exciting for me to see how church is becoming so much more accessible now. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you're saying, people who aren't normally going to church or they're not able to, it's so much easier. And it's, it's more on their minds now to you know, check some of these services out and, and get involved. Um, so that's been really exciting to see. Totally. And there were all these tech changes at PCOM that were like, someday we'll do that. Like, we'll we'll do that someday. And then all of a sudden this hit and we're like, we have to do this now, right? Like we yeah. have to. And so it's pushed us into, uh, you know, a real steep technological learning curve, but that's going to bear fruit down the line. And I love that I can watch my friends' worship services. I have a lot of pastor friends and I can see what they're doing in St. Louis. And I can see my my cousin is a pastoral intern at a church in Tokyo and I can watch her worship services. Like it's so cool. It's so cool. I hate that we're having to do all this, but there are some silver linings. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. It's, it's sad. I mean, being an introvert, I kind of think to myself, oh yeah, you know, being at home by myself is great, but there is something really special about coming together to worship and be with one another. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to not be able to have that, but definitely this, this whole technology situation is such a, such a godsend. Yeah. And when the flu of 1918 hit, when that big, the last big flu global pandemic, Mm. you know, there was no, come to worship online. It was which wall of your house do you want to stare at while you're yeah. while you're in quarantine, right? Like there's oh no goodness, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so it is it is as terrible as it is, it is better in some ways now than it was a hundred years ago. But yeah. Well Emily, do you have a psalm to share with us this morning? We are praying through the Psalms together and we love getting them read in a variety of voices. I won't make you sing it, although that would be fantastic. <laughs> I do. I have Psalm 130 here. I actually, I recently used this uh, psalm as a song text for a piece that I wrote for one of my friend's church choirs. Uh, So this was one of the first that came to mind. Um, And I thought it was particularly relevant nowadays, this idea of kind of waiting on the Lord and and resting in Him, that kind of thing. Hmm. All right, let's hear it. Okay, so Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you feared. 
I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That was beautiful, Emily. Thank you. We we end with a psalm and we also end by reminding our folks to pray for a specific group of people. And we want to be praying for our artists and musicians today. So how can we best be praying for our artists and musicians? I'm going to ask you to speak for an entire group of half a billion people. <laughs> how can we best be praying for you and your fellow artists and musicians in this season? Yeah, I mean... I, I'm blessed because I, I have my family. I have a good support system. I know a lot of artists and musicians are really, really struggling right now financially um, with gigs getting canceled left and right and, you know, not being able to, to perform work that they have really, really tried to polish, spent so much time on. Um, so I, I'm praying for peace for them right now, um, for provision for them, for creativity, maybe. I know a lot of people are, are starting to do more and more online and they're getting real creative, um, which that that's awesome. Um, so I would be praying for that, for creativity, for provision of peace. Um, and just that they would know that, um, you know, the Lord is with them and that he sees them and that will provide. Because mm. um, it's definitely a, a scary time when you're, pretty much in the people business and people kind of get taken out of the equation and you're not quite sure what to do about that. Um, so just for them to know that, that they're not alone and that's, you know, God, God sees them. We will, we will pray. We will pray toward that end. That's a good word, Emily. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. It's good to see your face even across the computer screen. (laughs) Good to see you too. Thank you. Thank you for all the ways you use your gifts to bless our people and bless people so many places. As a very special treat, at the end of this podcast, Emily is going to share with us a song that she wrote and performed called Soul Accosted and Yet You. So thankful for her sharing her voice and her gifts with us this morning. So after I sign off, we can enjoy Emily's song. Join us again tomorrow to hear more stories of God at work. And until then, take care. Be well and God bless.
just exhausted, stricken down, soul accosted, soul Stop.